Hi, I'm T2, and I support Jedex Grown Up through Patreon because they're super gentle to my wires and boards. I think you should too. Go to patreon.com forward slash Jedex Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to episode 72 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we'll talk about a biodome document that could easily pass as science fiction, check out some new driving tech to keep you and your teen drivers safe, and play a Gen X classic rummy-style card game with a twist. Before we get into all of that, though, it is time for some fourth listener email. It's been a while since we have explained about the fourth listener thing. I keep remembering we had these inside jokes that we don't mention. Yeah, uh, well, you might as well now. Well. So guys, say yeah. go for it. Early on, probably like the first <laughs> or second episode of the show, we were talking about who the hell's going to listen to this. And, uh, you know, so, well, so there's me and there's George yeah. and there's Mo. And if one more person, that's three. If one more person listens, that's the fourth listener. Yep. So every time we hear from a listener, it must be the fourth listener. Yeah, because who else would listen? Because <laughs> we're not writing into our either. Yeah. <laughs> Our fourth listener this episode is Chad. It's been a while since we've heard from Chad. And Chad says, hey guys, love this week's episode. But first and most importantly, thank you for continuing to put out content. It really does help. Oh, hey. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome, That was something Chad. we hadn't even considered. I know a lot of people stopped down or had to change things up, but we never considered it because we already record from home and so that didn't change anything And, we, and, and our, our normal lives are socially distant, so we're fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out with us in person, so <laughs> we're just stuck in rooms anyway. Yeah. Very easy to continue. Not a we're big like, what virus? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time hearing of this. Uh, yeah, so Chad goes on. Absolutely, Chad, you're welcome. Yeah. Happy to do it. Glad it's helping a little bit. Uh, he goes on to say, anyway, I wanted to recommend the Beastie Boys story on Apple+. Ooh, Plus. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. They are 1 and 1A one with the Foo Fighters in terms of my all-time favorite bands. I agree. Okay. I, I, I wore out License to Ill on cassette maybe four times in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My tape deck loved it. Adam Horowitz and Mike D do sort of a TED Talk style live show talking about the history of the band. They're almost 40 years of friendship. Wow. It's a lot of fun, funny, and touching at times when they start talking about Adam Yauch's death. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, the Beastie Boys were... I remember... I think it was like an Oprah Winfrey show where she had said she was looking at current pop acts and she said uh, most likely to be around in 40 years is Whitney Houston. Least likely is the Beastie Boys. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> right? Wow. Okay, well, let's not go down that dark path of saying that, oh, well, about poor Whitney Houston's death. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, oh, well, not that. I'm saying, oh, well, about her prediction. Not about Whitney yeah, Houston. Right. Come on, that well, was tragic. She really downplayed that she had the Beastie Boys on the show, but uh, later yeah. she had downplayed, like, how how relevant are they? How long will they be around? Yeah, like a pop this is like a flash in the fire, kind of a flash, flash in the, the pan. pan thing. Yeah, well, there yeah, were people exactly. also that were talking about them culturally appropriating something that they shouldn't have, and right. there was all kind of. I mean, even before that was a term. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People but what were an enduring act, though. Just yeah, it sounds like we need to do a backtrack about the Beastie Boys. But the, maybe Mike. The story I always loved was how they were just friends from like middle school, and they continued to do stuff together. And oh yeah, well, I agree with you, Chad. The Beastie Boys, awesome. I have that the documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Definitely will though. Uh, he goes on to say, also, I found a new game called Avo. It's an animated avocado in the real world. He interacts with a scientist named Billy. 
Uh, really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I want to see it now, I guess. Yeah, I want to yeah, see an animated absolutely. avocado that interacts with a scientist <laughs> named Billy. Absolutely. <laughs> now, if it was a scientist named Phil, I wouldn't be interested. But no, yeah, it's a scientist it, it, named Billy's Billy. Billy's what just sells it. That's yeah. true. I want the villain like toast or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll toast turn you into a... guacamole. Yeah. That's not oh, right. no. <laughs> like a blender or a knife or something. <laughs> he says, I believe it's only on the Apple platforms, but it seems like a lot of fun so far. If nothing else, then for the novelty of it. Yeah, I could see that. Cool. He says, thanks for all the content. Forever fourth listener, Chad. Awesome, uh, Chad. Thank <laughs> you very much, Chad. Oh, so now i got to watch cool. some Beastie Boys and go play with an avocado. Sounds good. Wow. Oh, don't don't <laughs> okay. say it like that. Please don't yeah. say it like that. <laughs> it's a whole different connotation there that I don't uh, want to be associated with. That Ooh. You're just mapping your filthy mind onto it. You know what I meant. <laughs> no, sure didn't. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Chad. If you would like your email featured here on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Uh, we read every single one and most make it right here on the show. All right, it's time to hop into the meat of the show right after this. This just in, Captain Crunch captured by Soggies. Or Frameth. If you help Free the Captain, you get a chance to win a $100 share of the million-dollar reward in the Free the Captain sweepstakes. Specially marked boxes give you three games with secret phone numbers to tell you which place, which store, which key frees him. Your parents can help you call. Thousands will enter. Answer right, you could be one of 10,000 winners. Let's kick the ball off. We're talking about media that we are checking out. Of course, this could be uh, things we see in the theater. Not that, of course, but any films, TV, comic <laughs> books, uh, anything we're consuming in the world of media. And let's start with you, George. You had something you were looking forward to that was uh, kind of uh, Polly Shorey, as I recall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> before we get started, I'll allow Mo an opportunity to tell me how I'm ticking off a box before I get going. He wasn't going to do that. Neither was I. I, I, I d- it didn't even cross my mind. You're really okay. just projecting. You're just projecting. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I'm just trying to buckle and brace myself for the onslaught before it gets going. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Get going, box ticker. Let's go. <laughs> so Spaceship Earth <laughs> ah, was yeah. the Pauly Shore thing that you're referring to a little bit because Pauly Shore did a movie called Biodome, which came out a couple of years after the scientists or pseudoscientists, as we'll discover when we talk about this, <laughs> when we talk about this documentary, uh, where they formed this collective they built this giant eight story tall yeah, dome. yeah basically like a giant greenhouse essentially and they tried to live in it for two years yep this was the documentary exploring that from their point of view mostly yeah i'm gonna say right at the beginning i don't recommend anybody watching this this was the most boring lame <laughs> piece of crap documentary i've watched in the last five years this was awful oh spaceship Day 37 Earth. oh my god well it, not just that but the whole backstory for 30 years prior to them i'm like i don't want to know about their commune cult kind of crap that they were going through that oh it was just terrible and nothing of it was interesting it was bad i think we're really spoiled that so many good documentaries come Mm -hmm. out that are set up like this and then shit goes down like there's some twist and something amazing happens yeah and they had maybe three or four like minor things that happened and they tried to like elevate that into here is the amazing twist and it was a big deal a girl got her hand hurt she had to go out oh yeah yeah. she brought back in some duffel bags woohoo yeah it was just it was really just (laughs) trying to project it into something bigger than it was and i don't think okay Island a little bit, you know. Hey, you do not denigrate Oak Island. (laughs) I love the show, but you know what I mean. It's like 
they found a nail. Could this nail be part of the Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> Could this be a Templar gold nail? Yeah, exactly. No. But yeah, I agree with you, George. I mean, I watched it because you just mentioned mm-hmm. it. It sounded interesting, actually. And I, I blame you for, for that. the three hours worth of life that you'll never get back. It was awful. Oh, that's right. I, I stopped really early. The interviews were boring. The cutscenes were bland, didn't have anything going on in them whatsoever. Even the music that they put behind it was bland. I really blame this one on the guy who created the documentary, not the people, because I think the subject matter could have been very interesting. I just think this guy went off the rails with his documentary. Yeah, that's a great point I hadn't thought of, because actually there were parts of the documentary that I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about that that was never Mm -hmm. covered again. They mentioned a couple of times that parts of the biodome, there was like a desert and an ocean and a rainforest. I'm like, really? Tell me more about, oh no, we want to talk more about how Flippy got his nickname or something. I'm like, really? That's what you're going to focus on? Uh, Yeah. Bad direction. I I think so. I think the guy who put this thing together did a piss poor job of it. That's why I don't recommend Spaceship Earth. And if anybody out there is a big fan, I apologize, but it's just not a good documentary. But you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's a must miss. Yeah, exactly. John, what about you? Are you watching anything that's at least fun or interesting? Okay. I Yes. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. Brace yourself for hyperbole. I'm going to try not to oversell this show, Oh, but I was so, so, like, I've watched it twice already, all the way through. Wow. Damn. There's a new animated show on Hulu called Solar Opposites. Oh, okay. Anime. Like Japan mm-hmm. anime or no, 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 American? Animated. Not anime. Oh, animated. animated. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's made by the um, Rick and Morty creators. Okay. So oh, okay. it's, it, okay. in fact, it feels very much like that. The art style is very, very similar. The, the creator who voices Rick actually voices the main alien in Solar Opposites. But okay. here's the premise. So Solar Opposites, it's kind of a Superman story at its its origin. This wonderful planet gets hit by an asteroid. And so they send many of their inhabitants out to find a new planet. These aliens crash land in suburbia on Earth. And literally their spaceship is, is on top of their house still to this day, right? They're crashed there. Okay. <laughs> so it was two scientists that are very, very kind of like odd couple, hence the solar opposites. One of them hates Earth and one of them loves it and wears t-shirts that he loves everything about Earth. The other one hates it. Okay. They also have two uh, offspring or sibling, uh, replicants, they're called, little kids, right? They're oh. little replicants, <laughs> they call the kids. And they were assigned right. these, and they were assigned a pupa, who is like oh, this uh-huh. slug, who eventually will evolve into his primary form, consume the Earth, and terraform it into a new planet for them. Wow. But until then, <laughs> they're living on Earth, and everyone there has accepted they're aliens, <laughs> but they hate them, and they're having a bad time of it. It's very Rick and Morty-ish, as I mentioned, but it stars, a, um, what's his name? Uh, Middle Ditch, the guy from uh, Silicon Valley who played the owner of Pied Piper. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the other aliens. The great thing about this that I didn't see coming is there's this ongoing story underneath that it's such a payoff is that the young replicant, the little boy, has a shrink ray. And throughout the first few episodes, he shrinks people he sees and collects them and puts them in this like terrarium in his wall of, <laughs> of this room. Okay. <laughs> and every now and then you see a scene inside the terrarium of these small people who are now living this escape from New York guerrilla warfare kind of life and everything is tiny. It's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. They wear Legos as armor (laughs) and then come around the sixth or seventh episode, the entire episode is about the people of the wall and through the glass of the terrarium, you see the aliens doing things that aren't related, but they're carrying on their own story. It's, I can't do it justice. I feel like I'm both exaggerating it and I'm underselling it. Man, this is, it's science fiction. It's fun. Funny, it's smart, it's profane. 
It's like sexually offensive, profanity, just offend everyone. But I loved it. Just good, wholesome family fun. It <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. Bring in the kids, <laughs> hand them their iPads so they don't pay attention. Whew. I'd never heard of it before. I think I was flipping through Entertainment Weekly and I'm like, what is this thing? I've never heard of Solar Opposites, but it's a cartoon. It's on Hulu. There's eight episodes. Easy to watch. No puppets. Just despite the fact there are no puppets, I love this. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it sounds like you maybe got a little bit of your downsizing fix. I know that you were interested yeah, in that movie and didn't right. like it, but then you got a part of that in this series, it sounds like. I really did. And I, I can't recommend this highly enough. I mean, both of you, I know will love it. I bet okay. the majority of our listeners who aren't easily offended will love it. And there's such a payoff. I mean, there's in a comedy like this, when you go from that episode seven to episode eight, there are things that happened in the wall and that big thing like that go back to the real world. That's not a big deal to them. They're cleaning up after this war and you know what the impact was it's amazing so okay. much going on how many for episodes a have? stupid just eight episodes tear through it i've watched them all twice <laughs> wow okay yeah i think you found the right audience because you said people who are not easily offended that are our listeners well if they're our listeners they're probably not easily offended anyway yeah. otherwise they wouldn't be our listeners <laughs> that venn diagram is basically just a circle <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Solar Opposites, that's my recommendation. As bad as Spaceship Earth was, I go with that one. So Mo, what about you? What have you been checking out? So the advantage of like having little brothers and stuff is that they kind of exposed me to a lot of new YouTube stuff that I would never, ever see otherwise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure, fair enough. So you guys know Zoe Bell. You probably know who I'm talking about. She's a stunt woman. The stunt woman actress. Yeah. Yep, she does yep, yep. Kill Bill. She does a lot of Tarantino stuff. Anyway, yeah, well, she was featured in Death Proof as a primary character. Yes. Yeah. And she's actually a character. She did a YouTube video short. Basically, it starts off with her in her living room. And she's like very much overacting on purpose, I think, saying like, mm-hmm. how bored she is. And she can't see her friends. And she's like, I can't have any fun. And she's like, wait a minute. I can't have some fun with my friends. And she goes up to the camera and punches it. Mm-hmm. Then the camera switches to one of her friends getting knocked back in their house. Oh, I saw part of this. From the punch. Yeah. And they're all stunt women. Yep. So they're all doing like these flips and flying into pools and they're all like kicking each other and then they flip and the other person's like, and they're reacting to the actual strike as though it was like actually hit. And they even get some kids involved except they don't hit the kids. There's one like tickle the kid. Yeah. And the kid goes, so t- I need to be tickled. And punches the camera. Yeah, the kid kicks the camera. It was just a super creative. It was like, it's not even long. It's like maybe three minutes total. Just super fun to watch. Of course, it's very short so it was easy to watch twice but it was just such a and plus they got some Daryl Hannah's in it yeah yeah and she even has the eye patch from uh, Kill Bill and they played the music didn't they yeah they played the music so they had some other actresses it was just like a super fun especially like these days just finding some sort of mindless oh this is just a fun thing to watch kind of stuff this is another easy recommendation I saw part of that it's great when you mentioned it here I looked and it has over two and a half million views on YouTube it's crazy and you saved the best for last tell the fourth listeners what the name of this video is oh it's called boss bitch fight challenge <laughs> wow okay it's, yeah we're not pulling yeah. any punches anymore folks. no no right zoe named it so it's okay yeah we exactly. didn't name it that <laughs> i did not name it that it was zoe she, Bell who, she would punch me i know <laughs> oh and it would hurt a lot <laughs> if she did. and some people like just went totally crazy like they would do rolls down stairs and i mean it was i mean they're getting knocked bored. in the pool and yeah come out <laughs> they're definitely bored <laughs> so but it was definitely a lot of fun to watch i'll throw a link on there but yeah absolutely something you need a couple minutes to kill it's i would even say it's probably safe for work you could watch it couple of hits and a huge miss <laughs> for george miss. yeah a whole, a whole earth miss there <laughs> uh, all right we're gonna hit up some tech right after this 
Here's the Cobra Swamp Fire aboarded our Zartan sisters Zarana and their brother Xandar. Swamp Cobra changes color in bright sunlight, takes to the air to continue the fight. And now you're looking at the Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine. Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine, meanest machine you've ever seen. Cobra Swamp Fire and Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine with drivers sold separately. Yeah, Oh, oh my god. All right, guys. This I know. is going to be the toughest mm. tech and toys intro I've ever had to do because there's. Yeah. I got to do two things. Number one, okay. I got to put George's things last because I think he has the coolest one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, that's okay. That's almost oh, all. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Before you say that. Mm. And I, my tech is an offshoot of something George brought up last time, which he was so right, I have continued working on it. Ah. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> George was so right. He was so, so right. right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Hold, oh. On. I, hold on. I got chest twins here. Hold Give me a sec. Oh, all right. All right. I, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's... I can't feel my left side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, George, last week you brought up a thing called Sonar, which is a new way Mm -hmm. of pulling down TV episodes. Yeah. And you were so right with that, that both me and John have totally converted over to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Medusa is history. It's gone. Credit where credit is due, man. (laughs) Don't want to see it anymore. Amazing Sonar. It is so much better. I had a show I was monitoring. The show aired, I think it dropped at 9 a.m. yesterday. Mm -hmm. 9.40. I had it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Happens all the time with sonar. It was stupid fast. Yep. And plus, I had a thing where I didn't even realize I had a show that I had just low quality video on. And next thing I know, I'm like, why is it re-downloading it? Oh, yep. here's the better version. Better quality. Damn, yep. Yep. So, George, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, oh, oh. I can't feel my arm. But uh, no, thank you. It was very cool. So I actually continued on because you mentioned last time there's a couple other aspects that's called radar and LIDAR. Is that the right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in that same product family, but they serve different media types. So there's movies, there's music. Yeah. Yep. So I know John started looking at radar. So I jumped right on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I'll say about radar, it's definitely not as polished or as finished as sonar is. Well, it's still sure. in beta, admittedly. So, but what they have in beta is still pretty damn good. The idea that, you know, it still has a lot of the features. Now, I, it took me a while to import everything that I had. That was a little bit painful. That's, I think they needed to work on that side of it. But as far as pulling down movies, finding movies, naming the movies, all that stuff, it's working great. Because one of my issues, I have a lot of older copies of movies I took off my DVDs that right. aren't the best quality. Which basically is SD. People think a DVD is great, but DVD back then was still just SD. Right. And I remember, yeah, like you, I ripped all my DVDs and exactly. threw away. And so now I'm like, oh, I wish I had a better quality. Or sometimes I didn't realize it didn't have a better quality until you start to watch it. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> this God. Sucks. The, how has this been on my machine? I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I've had that on a few. Someone might have seen this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I'm tagging. Like, it's able to tag those. And I'm getting new qualities of it. Again, using this radar is very similar to what Sonar has, which it says, okay, what's your minimum quality? What's your maximum quality? Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, you got this crappy cop. You know, it braids you a little bit. And then it says, oh, here. I found an HD copy. I'm downloading that instead and replaces it, which is even better. Right. It doesn't, it gets rid of the old one, puts a new one in there, names them properly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. It needs some stuff cleaned around the edges, but I think the base functions that I'm li- liking so far are totally worth it. And I would totally recommend and it. Probably one of the best parts of the double R family, as I'm going to call them, because there's sonar with double R's at the end, radar, double R's and LIDAR, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that they all easily integrate with Jacket, which is really yeah. the big linchpin of this because that's kind of the beating so heart many, of this thing yeah, yeah have so many of those torrents and jacket constantly updates like it updates more than any other product 
I go in and I get a new update like once a week and there's all of a sudden new torrents sites that are out there that are free mm-hmm. to use. New and indexes, that makes it right? so much easier. Yeah. Those yeah. new indexers. Oh, it's so easy. With the jacket on top of the radar and sonar, this is covering pretty much all my media needs and uh, it's it's great. So, all right. Uh, oh, well, that was tougher than I thought. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's, John, you got something else, right? I do. What was I right about for you, John? I was right about something for John Shirley. <laughs> well, it was, were you right about this? Maybe. You, you weren't wrong about it. How'd that? You weren't what wrong. What was this? Uh, last know. time we spoke, we talked about the fact that that cool thing that plugs in your car called automatic and the OBE oh, port was yeah, going yeah, yeah. end of life. And I said at that time, odds are in an upcoming episode, we'll talk about some kind of replacement. Uh, <laughs> well, yep. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed having that automatic adapter plugged in. The short version is you yeah. plug it in the OBD port under the dash. Uh, it has a, a three signal and it's always tracking your car and uh, mileage and it, it could talk to your car because that's the diagnostic port right they can plug in mm-hmm. and see if there's a problem so if there was a problem with your car it would tell you yeah but it's dead totally gone it was i would think they were like 120 dollars or something but they were yeah. free forever after that and then in fact they're ending within a week or so they're totally done yep so i went looking for a, an alternative i researched a bunch of different ones and i decided to pull the trigger on one for several reasons it's called oddly enough bouncy yeah like, if it wasn't the name's the only thing i don't like so far like a bouncy house <laughs> something yes yeah. uh, so far so good with this bouncy thing and so here are the reasons that i went with this one i started researching different things that different ones would do this one's pretty modern i even say that they have evolved quite a bit off of what automatic did so the big hesitation that i had was bouncy also plugged in that obd port it has an app on your phone that you can use to track stuff mm-hmm. uh but unlike automatic there's a monthly fee and i kind of went oh do i want Ugh. another monthly fee it's eight bucks a month that's not bad so i'm like well it isn't terrible. Uh, I had something free and now I'm paying for it. The real difference that makes this one worthwhile is reporting versus action. So automatic literally was just an observer. It said you drove here, you drove here, you drove this fast, you did whatever. Bouncy though, it actually helps you take actions based on what your car is doing and informs you about things. You can set up geo hotspots. So if you enter a certain location, you get a ping on your phone that say you, you've entered this range or you've left it. It talks to your car all the time. I got a notification the other day saying I was under 10% fuel, go get some gas. Their big thrust with this bouncy though is really about if you have teens who are drivers because tracking where they are, finding out about fast starts, fast stops. Speeding. Yeah, and can you imagine you have a teen driver and you can set up a a geofence that says when they arrive at school, you get a text saying that, hey, little Johnny arrived at school. Great, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. For the $8 price point, so far it's working great. It's doing the job. The app is way more polished than Automatic ever was. Oh, that app was kind of horrible, actually. Two more key things we mentioned. What about all this data we've had with Automatic for the last couple of years? I was chatting with them on their website. I was asking about import and I mentioned that uh, we're going to cover it on the show. The CEO of Bouncy came into the (laughs) chat saying, hey, John, thanks for checking, getting your facts straight before you talk about this. Yes, we're absolutely going to be doing an import for all of your old automatic data. So that was yet another reason to go with them. So if you liked the automatic or George, I know you were thinking about it before and you dodged the bullet because you procrastinated. So that was good for you. Bouncy looks to be a pretty darn good option. Plus, the second thing I mentioned that makes the $8 worthwhile 
This is more than just a tracker. It's almost like a junior version of AAA. They include up to three times per year roadside assistance, oh, gas really? delivery, flat tire changes, that kind of thing. It's oh. limited, but it, it's it's a total security blanket to help you with your vehicle. So you can see how it's less about reporting, though that's included, and it's more about activities. You can do things. There are services. They're giving you more for your money than just telling you where you drove. So one thing I would bring about that price point, though, is that the automatic was 100 and 100 bucks, 120 right. bucks, whatever it mm-hmm. was, right? This one I was looking at after you got it, it's like 60 something dollars entry. It is. Yeah. And then it's eight bucks a month. So in a sense, that's like a year of automatic. I hadn't thought of it that way. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus the fact that they have constant revenue. So they're probably going to be around for a while. Like right. George brought last time. They have a business model. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going into. I was going to bring up. So you're talking 60 for your initial purchase plus 96 for your first year. So 156 total versus the 120 that you were paying yeah. for automatic. But they have a continuing revenue stream so you can have more faith that they're going to be around for the longer haul than automatic was yeah absolutely and improvements right Mm -hmm. if you have an ongoing SaaS model uh well this is i guess a service as a service not software as a service but you know what i mean you have an ongoing service model that means you continue can pay developers you can pay for enhancements and bug fixes and things like that instead of just living on a shoestring budget so right plus if people are paying every month for something they have incentive to keep improving right because yep yeah whereas when you buy something it's like you know you buy a an app game or something like that, that, you know, once you buy, it's like, well, what's their incentive to keep, you know, adding new levels or adding whatever, you know, if it is not revenue involved. So, so thumbnail version product so far is great. I've used it for about two weeks. Product is great. Software is great. Customer service support and communication. Fantastic. (laughs) I did. Yeah. So overall bouncy, pretty darn good. We'll put a link down in the description of this video uh, if you want to take a look. But uh, if you're looking for one, you you lost your automatic like we did. You can certainly do worse. All right, cool. All right. Uh, uh, I feel I owe this to him. So, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, here we go. So George, let's hear about your awesome tech toy you have for us this week. I don't know how you think that pays off owing me anything. That was with such disdain. I said the that. words. I said the words. <laughs> I, I don't want you not said them at all. Hey, Damn. Hey, begrudgingly counts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Absolutely. It does points not. in there. All right. How about this? All right. Let's try it. Let's do it again. One more time. Ready? Okay. Right. Okay. Hey, George, you got this amazing thing. Let's hear about it. <laughs> all right. To hell with your condensation, asshole. <laughs> that's, that's, it is almost cool. worse. <laughs> no, no, it is. Uh, in all honesty, what you have is pretty damn cool. So let's hear about it. Well, so I don't have it yet, but I have purchased it. Oh, we'll have, yes. Yeah, I will have come September. I have been jonesing, trying to figure out a way to get into the 3D printing game. Mo, mm-hmm. you already have one. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't realize that you have the one from the same company that the one that I'm going to be getting is from. Yeah, you got like next generation of what I have. Yeah. So that's awesome. So I went looking in YouTube for probably the last two and a half months, going to different 3D printing YouTube channels, mm-hmm. watching their reviews, no talking about of those either. the different, mm. no, there's plenty <laughs> of them out there, watching their reviews, talking about the different uh, material types and the different printer types, because there's yeah. FDM versus resin printers, and there's PLA versus PETG, and there's mm-hmm. all this different kind of stuff that's out there for you to research. And so I exhaustively, I have like this huge list in YouTube of different <laughs> videos that I'll go back to once I have the printer to 
tweak my settings and make sure I'm getting good prints and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I finally found one. It just came out on Kickstarter like a week or two ago when this podcast <laughs> drops. It's from a company called Creality, which are one of mm -hmm. the leaders, it seems, in the entry-level market for 3D printing. Right. That's, that's, that's their, they found that niche and they are totally staying there. Right. Yeah. And they're definitely one of the bigger companies for that area, which I think is very smart because this is a very mm -hmm. growing industry. It's absolutely, there are the Prusas out there, Prusas, however you say them, yeah. that are the, whatever, you know, $1,200, $5,000 printers Ooh. and stuff that you could yeah. get into. I mean, they're pretty sweet. Let me say, after you play with this one for a while, you start looking at these more expensive ones, be like, hmm. Well, that's kind of the way it <laughs> is, right? You appreciating get a, it now, yo. A, yeah. You it's get a, a bicycle drug. and then you start getting a motorcycle and you get yeah. a motorcycle and then you start, you know, whatever. Exactly. But, this one is called the Creality CR6SE, mm -hmm. and oddly enough, it's the first one that they've released on Kickstarter. They've done all their mm -hmm. other ones on their own website. You buy them from them directly there or through Amazon or one of the other resellers. Yeah. But this one they released on Kickstarter, which they're getting a little bit of flack in the 3D printing community for going that route. But I was okay with that because yeah. they were huh? able to offer lower price points for the early parts of the sale. Like I picked mine up at the $319 mark, so that was like an early early bird Kickstarter thing. They actually even had a $256 mark a for the early flash sale. Yeah, like yeah. day one flash sale. And yeah. those, of course, instantly sold out. Um, yeah. But it's a really great printer from all the specs. It's got automatic bed leveling, which is something at this price point Ugh. that you don't see very often. Um, I know Mo <laughs> so has jealous issues of that. with that. <laughs> <laughs> so jealous. It does have a Bowden drive versus a direct drive, so I'm not sure how it's going to do on the flexible filaments, like rubberized type stuff that bends and shapes. That might be a little bit more of an issue, but it does claim to be able to print those because it has those in its specifications list. It's got a nozzle that will print up to a certain degree, but not up to the metal prints. And mm -hmm. you really infected me too, George. I mean, you, you talked about that you were getting this, and I'm like, you know, 3D printing is like a drone. Like, I kind of want one, but don't have a good reason. And then... You did all the legwork. You did all <laughs> yeah. the research. You're like, I found all these different, you had your spewing acronyms of all these different kinds of materials and you sold it to me. I went and looked, they had <laughs> one more left of that early bird special. My mouse was hovering over it and Bobby damned if I didn't pull the trigger. And you have infected one more person. One of our listeners I was talking to, I mentioned it and he backed it too. So oh, we're wow. going to have several of these out. We have a whole farm of them amongst us. No yeah, pressure, I'm looking George. forward to it. Well, no, I mean, if it, <laughs> you better be right. <laughs> we'll find out, I guess, in September. It looks fun. It looks great. It does look fun. I, that's the only sad part is having to wait till September to get it. Yeah. But I mean, that'll give me time to do a little bit more research on how to configure it because they have sent some of these out to some of the YouTube right, you know, people out there, and, yeah, reviewers covered, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that I watch the most that I really like is 3D Printing Nerd on YouTube. And he yeah. has such a great delivery. He's very much like our channel. He seems to be in our age range or relatively close enough. He has a great delivery style with his videos. And his videos don't take an hour and a half like a lot of yeah. the 3D printing guys out there do. It's like 15 minute to 20 minute at the most and he gets to the subject matter but he's fun as well yeah we don't want to watch real-time 3d printing <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> watch your paint dry i know he'll do at least one more video he's already talked about it on this device in particular i'm hoping he'll do a few more as time goes on because he seems to be really excited setup of this device is easy it's like four screws to put the frame together oh wow yeah mine took a while <laughs> exactly and then you just the um, thing that holds the 3d filament just snaps into the side and it's a 
uh, retractable, foldable things so you can, you know, save space. It really looks awesome. It, the only thing it won't do is it won't print those metal filled filaments. So you can't do the printed circuit boards, which is mm, something I kind of yeah. wanted to do, but yeah. that's usually in the higher end models. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to spend some money, I think, to do that yeah. kind of stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, this is a good entry, though. It's awesome. And it's a decent build volume. It's like 10 inches tall by like eight or nine inches wide on the mm-hmm. you know the squares they yeah, have reasonable yeah so that's a reasonable thing for three hundred dollars i think yeah it, it was it was just it was one of those things that set just the right price where it's like it's not crazy yeah. expensive and it's not super cheap so i know it's probably going to be good quality mm-hmm. uh, and at the time this show comes out a kickstarter should still be underway and nearing the end yeah if, if george has convinced you as well it's probably a pretty darn good deal to get in on <laughs> if you've been thinking about 3d printing and it's from a reliable company you don't have to yeah. worry that this is a kickstarter that's oh, going to rip sure. you off that's right right that's right that was was the other reason. Yeah, because I have their Ender product. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, it is a very, very well-built thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you get something, it just feels solid. Like, oh, it yeah. feels... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, that's, the, yeah. that's the feeling it's I get It's got some weight. It's rigid. Yeah, yeah exactly. The yeah. screws go in nice yeah. and tight. Yeah, it's, it, that's, <laughs> that's the way I feel about this. So I imagine that right. they just kept improving. So I think this is an awesome deal. They mentioned it on the Kickstarter page and some of the other video YouTubers who have reviewed the product have mentioned as well. They took all the criticisms from the Ender 3 Pro that you have. Yeah. And they they redesigned this one yeah, with those specific things in mind. <laughs> Reality, if you listen to this, <laughs> hey, well, hey. they didn't know what the issues were until somebody had the Mo other one. put so. in the work and we're going to reap the benefits. Exactly. I'm okay exactly. with that. I'm fine. Mo was the early <laughs> adopter and now I get to have the reward. That's what I do. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X Games segment. <sighs> and up today, I'm going to restart and continue. Oh, my yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we had took a break from that last alphabet time, right? series of Steam. Yeah, I did because I had that contain the, what was it? The Complex. The complex. That, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That full motion mm-hmm. video game, which was really awesome. I played it three more times since then. Uh, still haven't <laughs> discovered all the endings yet, but it's still a lot of fun. But you had even teased that you had found an F game that you said was called Flame in the flood i think yes the flame in the flood uh this is a fun little game it was released in february of 2016 by a company called the molasses flood so you can tell this was an independent (laughs) studio that put this game out yeah, molasses uh, flood. The that molasses flood and slow and overly sweet <laughs> and delicious <laughs> and delicious. <laughs> but it's such a fun game. Now, currently, right now, it is fourteen ninety nine on Steam with yeah, right. the mm. humble bundle that I bought it with. I got it for ninety seven cents, so slightly <laughs> better deal than the fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I have absolutely not only gotten my ninety seven cents worth of coins <laughs> out of this game. You played an I am hour. very close to getting my regular Corey's out of what the price is right now. So you almost have 15 hours in it. Really? I, I definitely do. Um, wow. Wow. So how am I going to describe this game? It is a crafting survival game. Okay. Is the best way I can those. think of it. With yeah, yeah. permadeath in the game. Ooh. And uh-huh. then there's also this 
this vehicle, and I mean that figuratively and literally, you travel from one place to another to collect your items on a raft because the entire area that you live in has been flooded and there's nothing left but little islands here and there. All right. Okay. And yep. the river itself is a danger to you because you can, the rapids and the currents and everything can slam you into little small things and damage your raft. It is very unforgiving when it comes to how your character survives in the elements. So it feels almost like they're trying to be very ultra true to life, mm-hmm. even though it's a cartoon style animations, like cell shaded a little bit. Okay. okay. You can die of thirst. You can die of hunger. You can die from injuries or from infections. <laughs> what a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so I mean, challenging. I can go outside and get that. So yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but here you can do it. your recliner. So you're more comfortable. That's, uh, true. That's a true convenience. <laughs> and it is so much fun that I talked to my son my youngest son who's 17 into playing the game the other night while I watched and I discovered two things number one he really enjoyed the game and wants to play it more which is a great great. yeah that's a great recommendation for that game right that it spans generations number two I can't stand to watch my son play a damn video game. Oh my God. <laughs> Is he doing it wrong? Do these young children, they don't read anything. Oh, when they're playing the games. I know. They just do, right? Yes. Just click, oh. click, click, click. Oh, I've clicked that. I'm moving on. I've clicked that. I'm moving on. Like, would you pay attention? Damn. There's a story there, damn it. <laughs> well, not just a story, but like. Information. Yeah, just information. There's not so much like a narrative in this game. Okay. It's just uh, this dog finds you and you start off on your adventure. So it's yourself and this little dog that follows you around. And that's the whole narrative, really. <laughs> okay. But the, the, like you said, John, the informational things, like you click on a sign and it tells you, oh, you know, if you have a boar that's attacking you, here's something that can help you defeat the boar, you know, or mm-hmm. no, he just click, 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 right. move around, move around. And now I'm he like, doesn't God. know what to do. That was a hint, right? Uh, and I'm like, I either I am <laughs> oh, no. too damn old anymore <laughs> to play games or their whole generation plays games completely differently than our generation. I think it's worth the latter. Yeah. (laughs) You're not too old to play games. They, yeah, I know what you're saying. They they just play differently, man. I talked to somebody not long ago. You know how much we loved Bioshock. What a great game Mm, that was. It's such a rich history. Talked to somebody, young guy. And I mentioned it. He's like, Oh, I loved Bioshock. That was great. And I started mentioning some beats, you know, what about Bridget Tenenbaum? And you know, what about this thing with, you know, with, with rapture and whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. "Uh, What what are you talking about? I understand. I like, I know that was all information that was, in those recordings he's like i never listened to those i was just playing the game I'm like you missed <laughs> what the, the oh meaning God. behind the game if you just want to shoot people call of duty stay out of my way right <laughs> yeah no but it's not you george you're not too old yeah you're doing Man. it right they're doing it wrong yeah they're basically wasting a game <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and that's you know i know he'll continue to play it because we you know steam lets you share games with family members and stuff you just so he'll continue watch. to play it i just can't watch no oh my god it was awful like and uh, we got done playing. He played it for like 30 minutes before he died and he was having a good time with it. And he said, yeah, that was a really fun game. I'll probably play that again. I said, not the hell in my room. You won't. <laughs> not with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. I can't stand to watch you play this game. I'm glad that you're having fun, but nope. Don't ever play this game in front of me again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I would love to see is you should start a running tally of how much all of these games of the alphabet have cost you because I know they're all pretty oh, darn cheap. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I could do that. You. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, we, maybe next time we get to G, let's update the tally because you're going to be up to 26 games and you're probably going to spend $13 or something. Right. <laughs> Nutty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can absolutely do that. Yeah, I'll keep track of it from now on. Start reporting awesome. on that every yeah. few letters or so. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, Mo, I'm playing a game that I can't stand to watch my son play. Are you playing <laughs> yeah. anything with your family or just <laughs> yeah. on your own? Or Yeah, so um, I was recently up in New York, so I was sitting there with my little brothers and my older brothers. And growing up, card games were a big part of our lives. And I'm sure, sure for you sure. guys, oh, too, yeah, right? yeah. card oh, yeah, games yeah, are yeah. huge. Yeah. And apparently yeah. there's one I missed. I've had a lot of Uno fights, so you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I apparently missed this one that they said, oh, my God, have you played this great game called Phase 10? I'm like, wait a minute. That, that was oh, Phase 10. That when, That's an yeah, old game. game. Yeah. Yeah, I've ever seen that. Isn't that from the same company that makes Uno? Yeah, exactly. And they thought it was uh-huh. old as kind of relatively new thing. I'm like, no, that game was way older than you freaking guys. So we played it for the first my first time ever playing it. And I came away with a couple things. Number one, it is a very fun game. It's a good family game. Good. And two, it takes forever ever to play <laughs> the games last forever but it's, it's, it's a fun game though we had a really good time the game is part of it but it's really the interactions social talking razzing each other making fun of each other you know that whole part is really the real fun part of it for me now i've also never played it so I, can you give me like a brief like what is it absolutely it's kind of like gin rummy okay? okay so think of it as gin rummy with challenges essentially so hmm. instead of making a normal hand it says okay for and there's different phases hence the name phase 10 uh-huh. and so phase one is i forget what it is off the top of my head but say it's something like make two sets of three of a kind oh okay okay like all little right. challenges yeah. yeah 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 all right so that's what everyone's trying to do so now if you make your three of a kind now you have to make it you have to do it all at once sure okay like gin. so in other words, like you rummy. can't just yep. put down one three of a kind you have to put down both you have to do the complete challenge at one time yep. and then when you do you now can go out if you get rid of the remaining cards Okay. Okay. So, you, so once you've qualified the condition, then you can go out. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Oh, you know what this is? This is Jacks or better from poker. Kind of. Oh, sort of yes. Kind of. Yeah, you got to meet a qualification yeah. before you can go go, go on. Right. right. I, yeah. 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 The first person who gets out, whoever cards in your hands are worth some more points, and so basically, mm-hmm. the more points, the worse is how this yeah. game is played. Okay. Now, the funny thing is that once a person's out, the round two starts. Now that one person made phase one, yeah. so they're now trying to make phase two. Everybody else is still trying to make phase one. Oh, so each hand you oh. might each be. Try Trying to accomplish different, different goals. Things. So everybody right. can be in different phases. So everyone can be totally different phases. So wow. what happens is that one okay. person, like, I got ahead, like, super early. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a master at this game. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing, you know. But then it turns out that, as obviously, as the phases go up, they get harder. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, it's like, I'm sitting there trying to make this awesome match of my, whatever it is, like, eight-card long straight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they said, oh, I got my two, three of a kind, and I'm out, and I got stuck with, like, a handful of So your progress cards. is done. Now you're moving on. <laughs> right. Oh, right. And I got no, stuck I, with a I whole see. handful of cards. Cards. Oh no! So it's, it's it was a very cool game. It says a lot of fun, a lot of backstab. Like you could just totally mess somebody up. Best part of a card game, of I know, right? <laughs> the right. screw your neighbor yeah. portion is by far it's, the most rewarding. It is because <laughs> they only have two special cards: a wild card, which could be anything, obviously, and then they have a skip card. And what that means ah. is, whoever you put it on, they miss their turn, yep. their next okay. turn, which in this game could be life or death. Yeah, because that one turn I, I could see be. Where they were. How many people did you play with? Because I could see this drawing out. Oh yeah, we played with four. They actually said that the more people the better because how you get rid of your remaining cards uh-huh. is that say somebody has you know make two sets of three oh, you can cards. play on other people's play you can right? play on other yeah, people's yeah, yeah. play so so more so opportunities more to play you down. have there's more yeah. opportunities to get your cards out i can see that the game moves yeah. faster we play with four which they said five is probably better but they said four is that bad and they said we play for a couple hours <laughs> this game is one <laughs> hand but we had a great time though it was a lot of fun so i actually bought a copy of it so now i just need to find you know four of the people <laughs> who are willing to be in the same room during <laughs> the virus right. exactly for who 
who have nothing else to do for some extended period of time. I wonder if there's a digital version. There's got to be as old as this game Actually, is. Actually, I found one. Okay. <laughs> you went one, looking? I went looking because I had so much fun. I found that there's a version. Uh, it's a mobile version. Okay. Now, it's not you don't play against other people. You play against a computer, but it's basically sure. the same game yeah. where you try to you have to make your things and make you advance your to the next phases. And it's pretty fun. I've been playing it quite a bit. It's one of these freemium things. So you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can play a certain number of hands, that kind of thing. But gotcha. it was fun. Yeah, I entirely missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I missed phase 10. So, but it's a lot of fun. And it's again, it's like nice, basic. It was like like the card deck was like $5.99 or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's right. not expensive. Cheap. And it's one of these multi age games too. You can play with not super young, but fairly young kids. And George, you know, your son could play and probably not drive you crazy because there's only so many <laughs> yeah, rules. He could, but the problem is my wife would absolutely eviscerate us because A, she yeah. hates having her back stabbed. So she's a we card feel shark. pressure yeah. not to stab her. We know we know George's because wife, and we gets totally mad. see where he's coming from. Yeah. And then when she wants to play, she just kicks your ass. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely recommend it. But how, how about you, John? What you got going for us this week? Uh well, do you remember back in the days of the Xbox 360, we played a ton of Settlers of Catan, the digital oh, yeah. version sure, of course of Catan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so we've been doing a lot of gaming in Discord and branching out from that, if not a lot of people are in Discord to play these kind of social word games, several of us have been branching out to play a few other things. We played a Ticket to Ride that we did a, a video mm-hmm. on YouTube about. Uh, we played some uh, Carcassonne, which is like the building of roads and castles. But I mentioned to a few of our uh, friends in Discord, I said, have you guys ever heard of Catan? And they said, no, we've never, ever heard of it. I'm like, uh, well, we got to fix right, that. How, how are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> but I went looking for, is there a good online version of Catan? Yeah. And oh my goodness, is there. So Catan Universe is a, I wouldn't even call it a version of Catan. It is a platform on which you can build Catan. If you've never played Catan, Settlers of Catan, it's a classic, just amazing board game. You have some hexes on this island. You have to gather resources and build little cities and settlements. And the first to a certain number of points win the game. And I've always loved that and never played any of the expansions. Catan Universe is on basically every platform. It's on Android and iOS and Windows and everything. And it's completely free because it's a platform not the game. But you do get the basic game with it though, right? That's right. If you want to play straight up vanilla Catan, you can play it for free with this game forever. But all the expansions that I'd never played, uh, Seafarers and Cities and Kingdoms, I think it's called, and all this stuff, I'd never touched those. And so for a few bucks, you buy currency in-game that you can use to unlock these Mm -hmm. expansions. And because you bought them in-game, if I buy them on the PC, when I go to my Android, I have all those unlocked there because they're all part of the same ecosystem. And despite my respect for the Settlers of Catan and how much fun we all had playing it back when we were all Xbox 360 game players. I was never prepared for how much more there is to Catan by adding pieces to it, by adding complexity to it. And they keep adding different campaigns and different variations. And it's really turned Catan, for me at least, into like a toy box. They're like, well, here's all the pieces and rules you could use, but you know, which one do you want to play? How many points do you want to play to? Is there a shortage of resources? You know, do you have to fight the barbarians? What are all the things you can do? And it has made it so much fun. Just last night, I played another version that I'd never played before that had a whole new twist. There was a a shortage (laughs) of wheat and the river was coming through. It's so much funny. You were just talking about the, the George, the fun of how the screw your neighbor aspect of card games. <laughs> right. Yeah. And boy, does Catan have it. You put the robber on people so they can't <laughs> generate resources. We've been having a heck of a good time. And the beauty of it is, again, the base game is totally free. Really, if you want everything in it, I think maybe 20, 25 bucks unlocks literally everything they have. And yeah. the most recent update just came out at the end of 2019. So they're regularly adding new expansions that you can get into and enjoy. 
enjoy. Yeah, you know what's a really awesome thing also is that it's cross-platform. Yeah, you can play cross-platform too. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. Could, if I had my iPad, you could play against yeah. people who are playing on their PC, who's playing yeah. on their George Android could be phones. on his Android. We could all play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with no restrictions like that. Yeah, I just downloaded it on Steam while you guys were talking about it. And I'm looking there <laughs> and I'm like, well, look, John did this achievement and Thanos did that achievement. So all these people that are already playing it, Mode just did this. And I'm like, well, damn, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm in for it because my wife and I loved playing Catan on Xbox 360. That was one of our favorites. Now, if she could play this on her tablet in the living room while I'm playing in here and you guys maybe are playing. Absolutely. Yeah. That may be one of the best COVID-19 finds for us so far. It's yeah. been great. It's been a recurring theme that we've been doing almost oh, every other night. Yeah. George, if your wife plays, though, I'm like going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to lose. If We're all going to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in your neighborhood, the hamster's rolling through. Clap your hands to start it up, no telling what it'll do. You chase it through rooms and halls, leaving mischief in your tracks. Even hitting walls like this only sends it back. You know, before we wind up the show, we always like to take just a couple of minutes here toward the end to look forward. What are the things we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together? Uh, let's start with you, George. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, actually, I'm looking forward to one of my favorite competition shows from last year, the Titan Games that was hosted by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. The one where right? they oh, yeah, had yeah. the people from different backgrounds doing these amazing right. uh, yeah. American Gladiator style feats of strength and running up mountains and knocking down giant <laughs> doors and chopping up logs and, and boulders and Yeah, crazy <laughs> And stuff. like a lot of cool underdogs dog stories too and people's Mm -hmm. paths to get there was pretty inspiring Mm -hmm. that that was neat yeah like there was a person who had been a war vet that had lost his leg and he was competing in this thing and i'm like and crushing it (laughs) and i'm like and i can't lose 50 pounds and this guy is up there (laughs) pulling an atlas ball up a hill you know i'm like damn i i'm such a piece of crap kind of puts it in perspective doesn't it (laughs) but i'm definitely looking forward to it it comes out on may 25th and one of the main reasons why i found that out is because it was in my sonar list and sonar had it right there <laughs> right, right. on so that cool on. little calendar app. kudos on that I All right. don't care <laughs> sonar is awesome he's gonna ride that horse for a while he does oh my god he earned it <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what about you? I am looking forward to a show coming out on Netflix, May 29th. Steve Carell mm, as the head yep. of Space Force. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're all looking forward to that one, I think. So many character actors I've seen are going to be in this thing. Too many to list. Uh, Steve Carell, obviously, is the head of this thing. And it looks just the right kind of kind of irreverent, tongue-in-cheek, self-referential, kind of goofy humor. But uh, like, it looks like there's a thread of story, some serious going in. Uh, and Steve Carell, you know, aside from the stupid what is Marwan action figure movie, he can do no wrong for me. So yeah, Space Force, May 29th. And I think I think it's Netflix. Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Netflix. It's a Netflix series. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it has a great pedigree. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing Steve Carell do some more haha on the small screen. <laughs> Mo, what about you? What are you looking forward to? So I'm looking forward to, you guys remember a movie that came out, I think it was last year called, or a couple of years back called Snowpiercer about the train. Yeah, yeah you talk Talked about that is yes, the, yes, yeah, the like the front of the episode. train, back of the train, mm-hmm. kind of like social, social stratification. Yep. yep. Yeah. My son and I 
I've watched it like 20 times. Oh, really? really? Well, there's a TV series coming out based on it now. Yeah, I know. And I was very, my, my son was telling me about it. I was like, how are they going to make a TV show out of that movie because of the way the movie ended? It didn't make sense well, I think it's. I, it sounds like it's before that It movie. is. It's a prequel oh, from what I'm looking at. It's a prequel? Ah. So all that social stuff is still in place. And to me, I thought the whole social aspect, the front of the train, back of the train, you know, front of the bus, back of the bus, that whole yeah, you know, right. analogy and stuff. I saw the trailer for it. It looked interesting. Uh, it's got some pretty good named actors in it. So I'm more of a want to see out of curiosity because I enjoyed the movie. So I'm kind of yep. see curious to see how they translate that into a TV series that's going to extend for you know seasons, hopefully. Yeah. And w- did you say the date? May 17th? Oh, no, no. Right? May out? 17th is when the okay. uh, first episode is dropping. It's on TNT, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So one of the cable channels. Like, yep. Well, so for the, the first time, channels. we're looking forward to something that's not on one of the streaming networks. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> TNT online. No, it's, uh, it's on right, the TNT. Right. This is our bus. This is our bus driver. And this is fun. Fruit corners for roll-ups. Da, 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 da. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Sadly, that is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, I'd love to take a moment here at the end of the show to express our immense gratitude to the folks who support us financially over on Patreon. And man, there's some good news coming up here. These are these are all folks I've mentioned that take a few bucks every month to support what we do. So listen to this roster of people. I would love to thank... Tony, Agile, Chet, Mark, Levi, Arlem, Davis, Marcus, T2, Dan, Chad, Blasted or Stash It, Ben, Adam, Dana, Stubacca, Stian, Slomo, John with an H, Stu Monkey, Greg L, Greg Z, Thomas, Mike C, still a patron. He increased his patron level. He just voluntarily, plus two brand new patrons. Tom J and Travis joined wow. us since we last wow. spoke. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, not only is it amazing, but during these incredibly challenging times that yeah. people are showing generosity, it's it oh, amazing. Blows me away. Thank you every one of you and the new folks. Just really, really, really appreciate what you do, and it means so much to us. Mo, if someone listening now is not a patron and would like to be, would you tell them how they can go about doing so? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, especially right now, if somebody wants to do it, it'd be even more special because I know everyone's having a tough I know. time right, right now. Right, right, right. It's it's super easy to do. All you got to do is go to genxgrowup.com slash Patreon. It'll take you right to the site. You can sign up for whatever level you're comfortable with. If you happen to be able to do a little bit more, we have a whole bunch of special things we can give you. We have swag. We got extra video. You have opportunities to see, I mean, behind the scenes stuff, outtakes, yeah, just scenes, whatever. Yeah, George being wrong occasionally, <laughs> make up for this episode. Very occasionally, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but yeah, it's totally worth it. And we appreciate each and every one of you guys. We really do. Right, you are, Mo. That is going to wrap it up then for this show. Of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a regular edition. But next week is our backtrack, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. George, what are we looking forward to next week on the backtrack? Well, oddly enough, we're looking forward to something that has a title that ties into both the things that we're talking about in this wrap-up, both the awesome Patreons and the subject matter itself. We're going to be talking about the TV show 
show that's incredible that's, that's exactly incredible. what our patreons are and that's exactly what this tv show is going about it actually was so good that it had to have three hosts one of the first shows ever to do that <laughs> yep. and we're going to be talking all about that's incredible in our next backtrack podcast we sure will you don't want to miss that one hope you will join us until then i am john george thank you for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you oh man always fun fourth listeners though we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. See this hair thing on the back of my head? That's my homemade haircut that I didn't get even, and I can't fucking get it down. So I gotta... You could just cut it. Well, then I'll have a bald spot if I do it wrong. So Don't cut. you... Don't you already have a bald spot back there? Don't you already have a... <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry, like, you're breaking Ooh. up. <laughs> you're breaking up. Wow, That's George, you sound fair. awful you this, this time. I don't you know why. You can't use that for the bloopers now because they can't see the birds that you just flipped me. Oh, believe me. They know <laughs> they I flipped it. you off. They, they heard <laughs> it. They <laughs> know. <laughs> I flipped you off so hard it was audible. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Let's get cooking. Maybe the first or second episodes, we had said that, look, there's three of us. There's John, there's Mo, there's me, and three of us will listen to the show. And if did one more person- Did you just say there's John, there's Mo, there's me? Yeah, That's who did. it is. It's John, <laughs> Mo, and me. <laughs> I'm George. <laughs> oh, he needs to get out more. Let it go. Ooh. Blooper number two, done. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! <laughs>